0: Welcome back to my business English podcast. And today, like I told you guys, was going to be a special day because we are going to have a nice little special on weekends. Now, dependent on what exactly, I'm just trying to get myself all down packed over here, dependent on exactly what you guys like in terms of investment, in terms of sales, in terms of supply chain, I just want to make sure we're working across cultures, HR, you name it. I just want to make sure that I top up on a lot of different vocabulary terms uh, and of course talk about investment in general. So for a lot of people who even listen to my personal development podcast, like Robert Kiyosaki, you guys would find this to be very useful because I'm going to be teaching not only English, but investment or investing through English. So in this investment let's just say this these little podcasts that I'm gonna be coming out with depending on what you guys like okay because again we have corporate finance we have logistics so many different areas but investing is something that everyone would like to learn about especially not only English as a second language learners but people in general so I want to make sure that I can put this type of content out there, especially for my personal development folks too. So before I get into the basis of this and talking about financial products, first, I would like to talk about what we're going to be doing in this, um, you know, throughout this little micro course that I have on weekends. Well, financial products, discussing about that, okay, that's from banking services to, you know, advising and warning investors, uh, discussing and recommending an investment. Uh, Common financial terms, phrases for giving advice. Of course, this is the ESL realm. Uh, You know, listening to different uh, radio, phone-in shows, um, you know, market analysis, discussing the market, discussing the potential outcome of investment, right? Uh, Generating interest from a a potential customer, right? So dealing with clients, having different videos, uh, asset management. Risk management, compliance, initial public offering, which is an IPO and understanding and negotiating the IPO, IPO terms, blog posts, mergers and acquisitions, like I've already mentioned before. This is just, these are the main topics. And of course, within those, you're going to have communication skills, reading skills, listening skills, language skills, obviously a little bit of grammar, but again, you know, I you know talk about and I discuss grammar in other uh, podcasts also. So, guys, welcome to investing. I'm so excited about this because again, I'm possibly going to learn a ridiculous amount. You know, diving deep into these different resources and figuring out how I can be a service to everyone out there. Not only again ESLers, but my personal development folks too. So, very very excited about this. So, first thing. This is episode number one, okay, in terms of the investment episodes, okay? Now, I've already told you that there are sales, HR, corporate finance, supply chain, logistics, working across cultures, so many different subtopics and niche markets uh, for business English and business in general. So, today we're going to be topping it off. Well, not topping it off, but we're going to be discussing financial products and investments, okay? So, Again, I'm going to give you a quote first. A guy, an investor by the name of Paul Samuelson, he said, investing should be more like watching paint dry or watching grass grow. If you want excitement, take $800 and go to Vegas. So I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but investing, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, he says that he's not one of those index fund managers you're going to have to like do day trading. This is what they label as Forex traders. However, I've never met a legitimate Forex trader before in my life. It just feels like they are all so out of touch and it's very difficult for me to get them onto my podcast, but perhaps throughout this course, I'll be able to bring a Forex trader on here to discuss a number of different things in terms of investment portfolios, etc., etc. So me, investing should be very exciting whether you're getting into the real estate game or you're doing, you know, obviously something that I'm going to be covering in this is, you know, primarily stocks indexes and stuff like that. But um, if you think about it, how much risk do you think people like Paul, investors like Paul take? Well, it depends if you're into a low risk or you're into low risk types of things or high risk. You know, if you have the ability, Let me give you this, because the majority of the population out here in in the world, uh, they have a tendency of not investing their money, but spending their money. Why? Because they are big spenders. It depends what their money blueprint is, right? And this blueprint controls everything subconsciously. See, everything that's happening around us is all part of our subconscious mind. See, our conscious mind, you know, the ability to make decisions on a routine basis, that has nothing to do with what's happening around us. So if we look at our money blueprint, I'll give you guys this right now. If I give you 200,000 euros, 200,000 or $350,000, whatever you want to call it, if I give you this amount right here, right now, what would you do with it? How would you invest this money? Not spend the money, but how would you invest it? in this current economic climate and why? So if we look at it right now, if I look at the, 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 the amount of condominiums that are going up in and around Bangkok, would I invest it into the likes of uh, Thailand? No way, no way, because I know that Thailand, this is the beginning of a massive economic overhaul and economic depression for sure. Um, but Robert Kiyosaki, went on to say probably within the last three weeks on Patrick uh, Bidavid's valutainment that he would invest into startups. That's right. He talked about investing into small company startups. One of the CEOs for NBC actually told Robert that, hey, you're actually killing us in terms of ratings. Why? Because a lot of people believe that, hey, you think the big ABC, NBC? No, no, we can create our own ratings. We no longer have to sit back and watch and you know, watch everyone become successful, we could get out and play on the field. So when we look at in terms of investing oil, oil companies, or Robert goes on to say that perhaps you should invest in a company that's private. And just before it goes public, their shares are very low. It could be 25 cents a share, $1 a share. Buy a whole bunch of shares. I don't know if whatever you can afford buy about 100 to 500 worth of shares and those shares that were priced at what 25 to 50 cents if they make it to two dollars you profit 800 percent if they're priced at 25 cents a share right now if you're working with a good company a good ceo that has a vision and it goes up to 20 dollars oh my goodness gracious you're gonna be rich and so this is why it's so important to become financially educated, but also to understand that you must take risk. You must take risk because if you don't, hey, guess what ends up happening? You end up being in the stands with everyone else. See those 200,000 euros, man, look at me. For instance, for those of you listening to this ESL podcast, the website that you actually went onto. to, Yeah. The most amazing part about this website is that it's a startup. There are the likes of Udemy. There's a couple of other, there's a guy that I'm actually consulting for out here in Thailand, but he's more into the VR, AR, and AI, right? Artificial intelligence, virtual reality, and augmented reality. And he started up something that's very, very similar to this. And so there are a lot of startups out there who are saying, you know what? I'm looking for content creators who would create content for my website. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is really, really interesting because guess what? Me, having a premium podcast now, there aren't many out there. There are not that many people out there who are willing to give their time to having a premium podcast. And this is what's so exciting because I literally just joined forces with a voice that's probably gonna be louder than ever. If they know what the marketing and doing this and doing that, this is going to be a massive company, mocha.fm. And this is what I'm just so tickled and just so unbelievably excited about to be part of something at the beginning stages. And you know what? If they just so happen, you get a lot of big, hitters, you know, hitters on there and say, Hey, we want to get on the stock exchange. Hey, uh, Arsenio, since you were at the very you were here at the inception. When we first started up, we would love to uh, you know, give you some shares. I'd be like, you know what? I would like to buy some more on top of that, too, because they're going to be priced at very, very low, and guess how high they're going to go. See, this is what I am so excited about when it comes to investing. Because I've become financially educated, which I'm going to be teaching you guys in this, oh, we have a lot to cover. We have a lot to cover. So with that being said, guys, let's go over some of these vocabulary terms, okay? Okay. So an organization that manages the sale of equities, that's the stock exchange. So in Thailand, they have the stock exchange of Thailand. They have the New York Stock Exchange, NYSE. There are a number of different stock exchanges in respective companies around the globe. Uh, a lot of people are scared to trade stocks because they are unaware of how to trade them, right? You know, Robert Kiyosaki he goes so far to call people fake teachers, See, a fake teacher is basically someone who's teaching entrepreneurship, but has never started a business, right? Like me, I started a podcast. Now I started a premium podcast. I'm selling different courses online. I'm going to be starting up a book. See, that's all part of entrepreneurship, having virtual products for sale, right? But a people who literally just teach about entrepreneurship, that is impossible. You cannot teach entrepreneurship if you are not an entrepreneur. People would more than likely trust my voice over a teacher's voice any day of the week. I would not go so far to say that they are a fake teacher because I believe that that is very, very insulting, but I would go so far to say, hey, well, you know, who are you going to trust? Are you going to trust me, a person who has actually started a business, multiple podcasts and have done so many virtual products online, and I'm also a presenter and a speaker too, or would you go, you know? Trust someone at the University of Indiana in Bloomington, Indiana, someone who who has never created a business before. There you go. Currencies. The strongest currency in the world is from Kuwait. That's right. There are a lot of currencies out there in the Middle East and North Africa that are far more powerful than the rest of the world because obviously they have something that a lot of us do not have, and that's commodities. They have oil, you know, agricultural goods, you know, but Singapore, again, you don't necessarily have to have agricultural goods to be unbelievably successful. You see what's going on out there in Singapore than being the, the I'm talking the titan of Asia. A lot of people would say, oh, well, China has the biggest, largest economy, but they don't know how. See, they put all their eggs in one basket, which ultimately hurts them. See, Singapore, they have it in a number of different things, and they just do everything to the top, to the T, is what we say. So if we look at investment portfolios, those are collections of different investments. So, again, diversification. Is very very important. These are things that we're going to be covering, you know, as the you know the chapters ensue and whatnot. But diversification is unbelievably important because if you do not diversify, like of course, Thailand, Thailand has literally three. They rely completely on tourism. And now that of course things have happened in terms of this, I would go so far to call it a fake virus. One of the biggest problems in this country is that they put all their eggs in one basket. So if tourism takes a hit, and their biggest, their, their heaviest hitters, Thailand's heaviest hitters are Chinese, Japanese, and Koreans. Now those countries have been completely wiped across because this, you know, this flu, they call it, well, it's literally a common cold just about, but for people who are older and have underlying illnesses, they are more prone and susceptible. This is just a flu, but Again, pharmaceutical companies are raking in the cash, and these agencies that are pushing the narrative that, hey, fear, 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 they're making an insane amount of money. But nonetheless, a lot of those respective wonderful Japanese and the Koreans and the Chinese, they come out here to Thailand, and guess what? They can no longer come out of here because they are being shut down. Wuhan is still under a lockdown at the moment. This is one of the biggest problems with a lot of countries because they say, oh, well, you know what? Our main industry is this. But the likes of Maldives have cut off the, their main industry, tourism. And I think it accounted for a significant amount, but they're not taking a hit. It's just like the cut, the small country Palau. They said, man, there are 90,000 tourists here uh, on this present day. There, aren't, there are only this amount of people who are living here. And the government said, no, 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 no. We can't do this anymore. Sorry. So they slashed visa uh what is it they instead like issue they began issuing visas and they cut it in probably about 70% a lot of those businesses that had started up are now out of business putting all your eggs into one basket diversification is everything so when we talk about equities obviously that's the ownership in a company that gives the holders a percentage of company profits You know, there's one of the language centers that I actually work for out here in Thailand. They go by the name of, nah, who really cares? But nonetheless, uh, you know, the first time I met this guy, he drove me to a company way on the outskirts of this uh, city. And I'm like, so what are you in the company? He's like, oh, I'm a shareholder. So a shareholder, again, is a holder right to, what is it, to claim a percentage of the company's profits. I see a lot of these people investors okay there's a lady by the name of Bell that had invested into a company by the name of the lab Bangkok and she is an investor so therefore she is a shareholder so you invest into a company you own part of it therefore you have a say in different things pretty interesting, huh market trends if you look at the market trend guys we're living in exciting times right now this Flu virus, it's not even a virus, this flu pandemic, which already exists, is taking over the airways, companies are crashing down, but guys, this is a glorious moment, because if you start learning right now, financial education, and when everything falls apart, that's when you start investing, because everything must go back up. So if something goes down from 35000 all the way down to five hundred, that's when you invest because we know it's going to go back up to 35000 This is where people make an insane amount of money. Fixed income, that's like a stable return to investors, right? A fixed income, right? We call it also assets. So you get these assets on a routine basis, kind of like real estate, right? Diversifying, obviously, the definition of this would be investing in more than one type of security to reduce risk, right? Now, Thailand did not reduce the risk. They put all their, they did not diversify. They want to (laughs) buy. That was tourism, and now they've taken a hit. And then, of course, you have yield and investment funds. So, guys, in saying that, (sighs) there is a nice little write-up. I'm going to try to post this. You guys should already see it because I put Word documents literally everywhere. You guys will be able to you know, download these resources or I'm gonna put them into the uh, closed Facebook group. You guys will be able to do a lot of, what is it, fill in the blank with a lot of these because I've already given you guys an idea, all right? Given you guys definitions. This is a nice little, um, a little exercise for you guys. But if you guys look at this, we have different, we have different uh, portfolios. Let's say we have different products, okay? We have four people. We have a 54-year-old preparing for retirement. We have a 23-year-old planning for retirement. We have someone who wants a regular income from investing, and then we have someone who wishes to trade securities as a new career. Right? So, again, there are a number of different things. I'm probably going to be posting these, but we have to figure out exactly, okay, what's the A, what's the B, what's the C, you know, what's the retirement plan? And so, Ah, if we look at this from well, I wouldn't say a long-term perspective, but if we look at this, you know, in the short term, in the long term, um, short term, if you're 54 years old and you're preparing to retire, you're going to have to need, you're gonna have to make high gamble and high risks. But 23-year-old, hey, yeah, it could be more of a minimal risk because this is gonna be a long-term planet for the next 35 years, right? So these are things that if you want to trade securities as a new career, you're going to have to get into it, I guess, at a later stage because it's kind of like my mother. My mother is six, turned 62 years old this year, but she has zero 401k, zero anything saved up. This could be very, very terrifying for a lot of people out there who are looking to actually, hey, I want to you know make more money. I want to do this. I want to do that. But Hey, um, you know, I already took out my 401k back in 2003 because I needed the money. See, it can become a huge problem for a lot of people out there. So again, if we look at these different products, which you're going to see in investment services in that word doc, you have equity funds, you have diversified funds. uh, And of course, you have brokerage services. You have to fill in the blank. And then we're going to have a nice conversation. For those of you who are on this Business English podcast, I would love for you guys to come on and talk to me about, hey, all right. So, you know, someone who wants a regular income, is this someone, is this a a description that you would fit, right? Is this something that you would like to, who would like to trade securities as a new career? So if you look at brokerage uh, services, if you prefer to make your own decisions, you can take advantage of brokerage services. Why? Because again, invest in, developing, right? Developing different trends or market trends for a fixed fee. So again, that's someone who would like to trade securities for a new or as a new career. You look at diversified funds, having those diverse, uh, you know, a diversified portfolio, you know, fixed income securities, equities, you know, you have currencies such as the USD and the Euro, uh, yielding investments, right? Or high yielding investments without risking your capital. Hey, you want to make regular income while investing? There it is. So think about it. 54-year-old, 23-year-old, what type of product would you recommend? And with that being said, guys, welcome to investing. We're going to be listening to a lot of different things into uh, what is it, going into the next uh, podcast that I really want to start bringing people on, so stay tuned for that. If you guys have any questions, if you guys want any more, any recommendations, please let me know. Ah, and with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to a wonderful business English podcast. Welcome to Investment People. It's time to get into it some more. Over and out.